Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, we are recording live at five with the co-founder and CEO of Brave Health, Anna Lindo. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Really excited for us to chat. Uh, been a fan of the company for a while. It's, uh, it's been great to uh, kind of see how things have evolved, especially uh, you know, over the, over the last, uh, last year, last two years, right? A lot's happened in the digital health space. Uh, so when the opportunity came for us to meet and meet here, it was like, let, we have to definitely record. So uh, I would love if you could tell the audience. So let's, let's assume, I know a lot of our audience already does know about you and about Brave Health, but let's assume that we're also getting some listeners that haven't. So if you could tell them a little bit about your background and then we'll go into Brave Health. You bet. So um, Anna Lindo, like you said, um, I am a startup person. I've been in startups for quite a while and I always wanted to do something in behavioral health. And so when the moment came, um, I felt so excited and grateful to have an opportunity to step up to the plate and do something in the community behavioral health space. And so um, I've been working on Brave for about five years now. I live right here in Miami, right where we're recording from. And um, Brave Health is a virtual community mental health center. And what I mean when I say that is that we are working to extend the safety net of behavioral health care that exists in communities but needs to be augmented um, as you know demand is increasing as we know. And we're using virtual delivery, you know, both platforms and engagement tools in order to do that to get great outcomes and power behavioral health outcomes for folks primarily who are Medicaid beneficiaries. Very cool. And and has the focus of the company, has have you seen any changes? Were there ever moments that you ended up pivoting? Has this been like the focus from the start for, for you and the team? Yeah, well, it's interesting because from the very beginning, we had a ton of conviction around Medicaid. That's what we wanted to do from day one, and it's what we've been focused on from day one, and that has never changed. What we focused on in terms of the areas of care we deliver has shifted a little bit. So the very first thing we actually offered was medication-assisted treatment for opioid use disorder, which is still so important and is still a very, very small piece of what we do. And there's a lot of other players who do a ton of work there and do fantastic work there. Once we started working with insurance companies, the very first thing they said to us was, that's great, but what can you do for our folks with serious mental illness? What can you do for our folks with postpartum depression? What can you do for our adolescents? What can you do for our primary care physicians who really want to make sure they have somewhere to refer? And that is how we've expanded what we are, you know, our approach um, in order to really be able to create that broad-based availability of care. Now, in terms of we're definitely, well, let's hope, right? We're, we're close to the end of, of this pandemic, or we're, we're at least closer to the end than we were, you know, let's say a year ago, right? How, how have you seen care evolve over the, like, let's say the last two years? And then part two of that is, what are your thoughts on where, like, after we are fully out of the pandemic, where, like, care, like, virtual care will go from here? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the, the traditional quote is that necessity is the mother of invention. But I think when it comes to telebehavioral health during the pandemic, necessity was the mother of adoption, which is to say that, you know, Brave was fully virtual in 2019. We had the care model that we have today, but we had much more resistance in terms of just patient awareness, interest in participating in telehealth services, payer willingness to consider telebehavioral health. Even a PCP saying, hey, I'm going to refer one of my patients to telebehavioral health. 
there was a learning curve. Um, and that's understandable. It's a really new modality in certain ways, not necessarily so new in the sort of way that we're delivering care, but new in the sense that it wasn't the most prevalent modality. And yet there's so much opportunity for us to use telehealth, behavioral health in so many settings. And so although, you know, God forbid we ever go back to a situation like we were at the height of the pandemic, one of the things that's really interesting is I don't think we will ever see a reversion to a before state in terms of where telebehavioral health plays in. We have opened the floodgates of people understanding the benefit, patients, providers, health plans across the board, and that is a good thing. Yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a shock for, for a lot of patients, right? More patients more than anything. I think there was a lot of company. I think you were you were already in a good position because like you said, you were doing this in 2019. Uh, but I think it would took for in the early days like a little a little shock for, for patients to realize that like this is really actually the new norm for me or like this is where I'll be getting major virtual care is where I will be getting most of my care. Uh, someone recently came out with a quote. They said like as you look kind of forward a year or two, it's very possible that we don't even refer to like it, like healthcare is just healthcare. It's everything's going to be virtual care. Like everyone's going to have a part in this virtual care ecosystem because uh, I think now that everyone's got a taste of it, you know, patients especially they want to continue with having at least a portion of their care be, be virtual care. Absolutely. Well. I would like to, as we kind of uh, wrap things up a little bit, we keep these short and sweet, and I do want to have you come on again, and we'll go into some other issues, but this is your this is your intro episode where people get to know more about you that maybe they haven't heard of you from our audience, and if they have heard of you, they get to hear your voice again and uh, learn some more about Rave Health. Um, my last question for you is what you're able to share. What are you excited about moving forward? And I mean, there's a million things you could be excited about, right, with, with your company, but uh, if you had to narrow it down to a couple things, what really excites you, let's say, moving forward, end of 2022 and beyond? Sure. Well, first of all, we have been expanding Brave to multiple states. We're now operational in 11, planning to go to another 10 this year. And being able to serve more regions is core to our mission. We're a national provider. That's always been our goal. And the services that we offer are needed everywhere, right? There is no part of the United States where we have plenty of behavioral health services and we can't benefit from more, right? So that geographical coverage is really important. Um, we're also continuing to expand our partnerships. We just launched a really cool partnership with Circulo where we're doing work in Ohio with their team and actually doing they're doing um, care delivery through a vehicle and we're providing telehealth services to folks who are in the van that they bring right directly to the patient. So there's all these cool hybrid models that are starting to evolve. And we, although we're a virtual provider, feel it is incredibly important for us to work within the healthcare ecosystem. And sometimes that does mean working with folks who are on the ground. We love what it means working with folks who are on the ground. So what you'll see from us over this next year is not just more care delivery in more regions, but also new and novel ways of delivering care, often with partners. I love that. Well, I wish uh, you and the team all the best of luck. And I can't wait to, you just came on, but I can't wait to have you on again soon. <laughs> we can go, into, uh, go through some other topics. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me.